Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Three dudes with a view, Tuesday before Christmas edition. Uh, and we've got some weather coming, folks. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. I like that theme song. Lock him up. Yeah. Baby, lock him up. <laughs> Baby, lock him up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's it's How's not everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. Get ready for that cold weather, like you say, Dell. Have you gone south to avoid it already? Not yet. I'm I'm contemplating whether to take off or because I'm waiting on some papers and stuff, and uh, they haven't come yet. But uh, I hadn't taken off yet. Oh me, it's a good time to go south. Uh, yeah. Ron Hart, favorite son of Columbia, regular regular dude on Tuesday. How are you? I'm doing well. Where, south tomorrow. You're going. You're going to head down to the uh, Gulf the Coast. Riviera. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, it'll be better than four degrees down there. Still, probably yeah, gonna have to like, wear a jacket. Yeah, it's like forty-seven, fifty-two is the high down there. Everything's relative, I guess. But uh, yeah, heading down. All right. Good deal. Well, I guess we look, folks, we're looking at Thursday night going down to three degrees uh, and winds. With precipitation, you know, it depends on how it hits, whether it's rain or snow or sleet. And uh, winds 20 to 40 miles an hour. I'm not sure we've ever seen that here before. Mm. Mm. That's going to be climate change? It's the other direction. <laughs> it's supposed to be warm. No, I don't think so. It's just cold weather. And, it changes uh, all the time. It changes every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, go see that movie with your grandchildren called Ice Age, you know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the geological history of uh, of this area is uh, yeah. we were in a, in a in the in the ocean actually. And then now Al Gore, just when, when Al Gore was born in 1946, there were nine thousand polar bears, and now today there are only forty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> and Miami's not underwater yet. And just to solve all that problems, if you want to buy a Ford 150, uh, the starting price, so you got to assume that it's a lot more than this, but the starting price of an electric 150 is $59,000 base price. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, today they announced you're going to have to pay the state of Tennessee $300 per year to drive it in Tennessee wow. because uh, it's not – they're not collecting any gas tax from these EVs. Ooh, yeah, I see. Won't the, won't the market adjust that $59,000, uh, Ron? If they're efficient about it, yeah, but they're having to make a machine that's not efficient, right, on the on the behest of the government. So 
efficiencies will, will lower prices. Inefficiency raises prices. Government regulation raises prices. So when they hit, when enough of them hit the market, they ought to start dropping then. Theoretically, if there if there's a viable business model that can be made, the private sector will make it. Well, look like every car dealer manufacturer is making some kind of EV. Well, they have to, they're required to by the government. They, they put this onus on you to do it, so you either get on board or don't. They, they're quasi-government organizations. General Motors was nicknamed Government government Motors. So between the regulators and all the all the way they have them you know, tied up, EPA and, and all these mileage things uh, they got going on, they, they pretty much are in bed with the government, and they are a monopoly. Like most companies are getting in bed with the government, Ford, GM, and maybe one other. They're essentially government sanctioned monopolies. So they kind of all the financial, all all the financial institutions, healthcare companies, all of them get in bed with the government because they're looking they for are. a good deal. They're looking for the no. best deal possible. Well, no, they look for regulations that will make competitors uh, not viable. You raise the regulations on the business, it makes it for. for uh, Forbidable to go into, so they don't want well, to go. You know, you race get rid of all competitors. Name the, the the last major car company, the Tesla, of course, that came along. Name the last major financial firm that's come along. They, they name the last major social media companies come along. Google, Facebook, you know, YouTube are the, are the ones they dominate it. So they get in bed with the government, and the government regulates them and, and keeps competitors away where where you just they, can't afford the regulation. There's no history in this nation of a big corporation treating its consumers fairly there's no history no history no history <laughs> oh, come on. unless you Consider got government re- unless you got government regulations involved coming from a man who worked for at&t and the cable company same thing same thing <laughs> the government regulations were necessary unions were necessary in order for us to have a decent wage all well, that no, was, no all company's that was ever important. treated the, the consumer fairly in your mind that's a quite a statement that is quite that's, a statement yeah, but, never, but look never, at the history of business fairly. in this country. All you got to do is go back and look at the history of business in this country. So in your and mind, how unions started. Because the government is so fair and equitable. I'm not saying they try to do the best they can with regulations. Well, there's not two to choices, Mr. Young. You either got a free market system or you got government regulation. Yeah, well, well we, we won't have a free market system in this country because it, it there's part of the responsibility of a corporation is social in nature. And a lot of corporations don't want to adhere to it. So government has to come in and do some regulation. How have they done that? By restricting their overall activity and, and trying to produce revenue at the cost of human capital. Mm-hmm. Name name a case of that. I don't have a case at hand, but I, okay. it's, it's happened good. over and over. Right. There know? we are. There you have it. No, case in the human. I mean, history. I'm not a walking encyclopedia, my friend. I I know it happens. I know it happens, and business it has cannot happened. Survive unless it does a good job for its customers. Business will never survive unless it unless the customers go there by choice, not regulation. They go buy Apple phones by choice. They buy, you know, Nissan cars by choice. But you got to put the best product out there at the best price, and consumers will buy your product, and you'll make money. Yeah, just in like consumers are choosing not to go to Disney right now. So why yeah. did corporations like, you know, like the car companies, why did they have to put airbags in cars? Because people were dying, right? And they wouldn't do anything about it. So the airbags helped. They why did they have to put this brakes on? It was a slow process. Because, I don't think anybody wants to yeah, consist- But, but uh, there's, government regulations to to, there's government regulations to encourage them to, to put the features on vehicles that's safe for people. 
If it wasn't for government, they would never do it. Uh, they would have. Uh, they would have. Uh, Mr. York, you just, you know, <clears throat> there you go with the dem- with the wing of the de- Democratic Party who's uh, camping in streets and uh, poo-pooing on police cars and shout, it's the big corporations, it's the big corporations. <laughs> that's... Uh, that's just that, that's as crazy as the people who thought that they were going to leave their containers and go into the uh, slipstream of Haley's Comet when it came around a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, Y two K. Yeah, you, you I mean, can't. The big corporation survives on the customers, Mr. York, and, and no. you know, you know, a modicum of regulation, I guess, is okay, but. You, you can't basically run, you know, the, the airbags would have happened, seatbelts would have happened, now, these things would have happened because consumers would have demanded it. When would they have happened, though, Ron? And when when, when there was nobody left to ride? To drive? I think about, if I, if in the 70s, I go to buy a car and it didn't have seatbelts, I had kids, I would buy one that had seatbelts. And, yeah. that, and that company would make seatbelts. And, and look what's happening. And then JD, JD Power, third party, or. I mean, just bashing the government doesn't solve the problems that exist in this country. At every turn, there's something that needs to be done that corporations won't necessarily do because it's expensive. It costs them money. And their bottom line is not for social outcome. It's for profit, profit only. Well, you know, look at Disney. Quit serving their customers, took up a bunch of causes that had nothing to do with Minnie Mouse, and... um, also price themselves out of the reach of ordinary people and their stock is put Ron's frozen up we've lost him he's back Ron I I was just pointing out to you know look at Disney Uh, got into a bunch of social causes that had nothing to do with their business Uh, started uh, raised their prices to the point where no ordinary American can uh, afford to go to Disney World anymore and uh, started putting out politically correct movies. And what happened, Ron? Their stock plunged 60%? Yeah. And they took on DeSantis in Florida, yep. who, by the way, is up 14 points on Trump on the in the Republican side. A recent poll has him up 14 points on Trump, so, which is good news. If you're a bad corporate actor, you pay a price. Yeah, well, you got to you got to you got to deal with the norms. You can't do things that's going to hurt people and still maintain a like you're a superior business, a corporation. So that's that's what the problem is. I mean, I, I'm not saying put regulations on everybody for everything, but if a corporation or business doesn't do what it's supposed to do, there's a social responsibility when you start a business. There's a business responsibility when you start a business. You've got to do all of it, not just the part you want and the profit end of it. Now, like I said, Disney overpriced itself out of the market and started putting out politically correct movies, and yeah. uh, consumers responded. It'll yeah. come back. I mean, it's not dead. It'll come back. Well, they own ESPN. The they own some good products. ESPN kind of way left uh, for a while, too, got real political. You can't really get totally political with your, your company. You need to be neutral. Like Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy Nike shoes, too. Well, there's always cycles, cycle up, cycle down. So that's part of doing business. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Yeah, but they're super social responsible. Look at like the column I wrote two weeks ago, the stocks that are really over the top, socially responsible, Twitter goes broke, 
Netflix is down 60%. Facebook is down 60%. Disney's down 60%. They're all getting crushed because you, you get too far afield from your business. You, you get woke. It, it happens to any big organization where the left wing takes over and they're, they're more worried about their, you know, hiring an albino, uh, you know, aborigines, uh, human resources director than the best human resource. Are, are they still making a profit? I bet you that bottom line, they're going to make profit. Uh, I think he froze up again. He's frozen up. Ron Hart's frozen up again. And, Mr. York, that's that was Ron's point. These companies that are doing this have all suffered terribly. At, uh, they don't suffer a little bit, but Del, when you're making billions of dollars, Miss York, let's take you, away six. You, let's take away sixty percent of your retirement and see if you say that's suffering a little bit. They're not losing sixty percent of their in their revenue. They're not losing six. They're losing, losing 02 percent of it, or point three percent of their revenue. That's not enough to shake a cat. Well, the revenue is not the point. The point is the stock value, and that's what business people worry about, and that's where they're. Uh, that's well, where yeah, money they is. want investors. They want they want the stock to look attractive so they can have investors. You well, know, and if investors don't buy them, they'll buy something else. Well, that's the point, Mr. York. It's the stock value that's the point. Uh, the uh, and and the only reason you worry about revenue is that revenue drives the value of the stock. And guess who owns the stock? Pension plans. People who are trying to retire. Workers. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's not about the corporate revenue. Corporations aren't in business to make revenue. They're in business to add value to their shareholders. And uh, 60% loss is a significant loss. Like I said, let's take away 60% of your uh, retirement pension and see how you feel. And 60% of anybody's revenue stream is going to have a dent in them. But they're not losing 60%. They're using 60% of the stock, but they're still making money hand over fist. I bet you that bottom line won't be that much dented at the end of the year. Ms. Let's York, watch it and see. Mr. York, that's not the way it works. They're, they're net profit. Look, I own stock. I've been in stock since since I was in Bell South. I know how it works. Mr. York, they're net profit. And I, I, I'm on TD America trade. I know how it works. <laughs> oh, Ron, can you help? Well, you got to realize business of business is business, right? So that's what they do. They're social responsibility into their customers. They got to put a happy face on their commercials, like Publix or whatever. But the ones that put the happier face on there are probably hiding something. But if you're not, if you're doing harm to your customer, you're doing harm to America, it will cost you in your your stock, right? This overly left-wing, socially active BLM crap that some of these corporations got, got hustled into does not help their stock. Disney, Netflix canceling Dave Chappelle and, and, and getting worked up about that, and, and Facebook uh, silencing the voices of conservatives on Facebook and all their their standards they put in there, that, that, that pushed the customer away. So you, you alienate half the country. And that's just not the way to do it. And what it happens in most big, it happens in universities too. You have a big organization that's essentially a monopoly. They always eventually go left because they get soft, and the boards get soft, and they 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 they, they got it made. They don't have to worry about profits. They got almost a monopoly. So as a result, they start doing these little social causes, which also gets people's eyes off the the fact that they're not doing they're not performing well financially. That F- well, like had a FTX, bad- like FTX CEO, exactly. he paid, uh, Democrats, he paid talking- Democrats, and then he under the table paid Republicans almost the same amount of money because no, he, he wanted didn't. to be he no, wanted he to be on both sides of the train. 
So he, didn't he, pay. he admitted he gave example. as much money almost to Republicans as he gave to Democrats. So yeah, he's Bankman Freed was both sides of the fence, you know. Bankman Freed was socially conscious because he was giving money to Democrats yeah, he, and causes, right? He was How business conscious and he was business conscious and social conscious, but he was stealing other people's money to do it. Exactly. How'd that turn out? Well, he's arrested now. Right. So he he was he was feeding government. Democrats. Government arrested him. It's mostly, I think you're going to find out it's mostly Democrats he gave to. It's not like the, that 90%. He's the biggest donor to Biden uh, right behind Soros uh, last year. So you tell me that the total no, money. I'm telling you, more. he admitted he gave more, oh, as okay. much money to Republicans as he did to Democrats. All right, man. We're, we're way, but we're he way, did it differently. We're way over time on this segment. Let's take a break and come back, hash it out. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife, Bradley, and I live in Columbia, Tennessee, in Riverside. 
I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Is your family looking for a new primary health care provider, or did you wake up feeling poorly? Give Northside Medical Professionals a call. We also have facial gift cards available for Christmas gifts. We have two Columbia locations to serve you on Nashville Highway and Trotwood Avenue. We have same-day walk-in spots available, and we are taking new patients. Our caring staff is ready to help you with all your health care needs. Call 540-4210 or visit northsidemedicalprofessionals.com today. With a view, Tuesday edition, it's Ron Hart Day, favorite son of Columbia. My name is Del Kennedy, dude number three. Folks, it's supposed to go down Thursday night, down to two degrees with winds, 20 to 40 miles an hour with precipitation of some sort, rain, sleet, or snow mixed in there. A high of 14 degrees on uh, Friday. This is the real deal, people. Get ready. Uh, you know, pipes are going to bust, automobiles are going to fail, uh, power outages uh, are going to happen. Uh, it just it depends on whether it's just a, an isolated power outage here and there or major area power outage. Uh, and it's hard to know going in, but this is the time to get ready. Uh, get ready to protect your pets. Uh, be ready in case you lose your power. Uh, be ready in case your automobile or truck fails. Because uh, this is when you, unfortunately, this is when you find out uh, what uh, what's broken or what maintenance or whatever you should have done the last three or four years of relatively mild weather. And it's hard to anticipate those things. And I'm sure I'm going to have some un- unanticipated things happen to me. Do number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Del. You know, I read something, I don't know how true it is, uh, but some folks are saying that this will be the coldest Christmas in 40 years. I think it's, I don't remember, I mean, I've I've seen single digit weather in Tennessee. It happens to us every, you know, three, four years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we've had prolonged uh, single digit weather. I don't ever remember two degrees with a 20 to 40 mile an hour wind no no that is cold that's like nanook of the north uh i mean that's bad dude number one mr jim york good morning Dale. good morning everybody and regular special guest dude favorite son of columbia ron hart 
Ron, you're muted. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ron. All right, folks, I want to mention something positive here. Uh, Mr. York has been uh, nominated or appointed to the Murray County Election Commission as one of the two uh, Democratic uh, members of the Murray County Election Commission. The commission consists of two Democratic members and three Republican members. Um, Mr. York, congratulations. Thanks, Del. Appreciate it. Well, Mazel yeah, and with yeah, with with, with yeah, Mr. Yeah. York on the Murray County Collection, Election Commission and the other commissioners we have, uh, these folks are rock solid people. We the, you, nobody has any reason to or will have any reason as long as Mr. York and the other four who work with him are on the Murray County Collection Commission. None of us will have Democrat Republican will ever have any reason to worry about the integrity of our Murray County elections. So, um, Mr. York, thank you. How did you get that appointment, Mr. York? Get get a hang in chat or something? No, no, no. I've served on the election commission before, Ron, and someone resigned, so they asked me to fill in for them. Cool. What does it involve? How much work? Did did they pay you? I don't know. I think there's a little stipend, but uh, most uh, it's going to be about new voting machines or voting machines or the voting process that exists the state passed a law that they have to get rid of they have to have a paper ballot or some track for voters so that's going to be a big decision the commission is going to be facing what type of machines what type of uh ballots that we're going to use so that's that's a coming challenge each county has to pay for their own machines that is that no the state provides some money and the federals i think federals also provide some some additional grant money to help out with purchase of machines but they cost a lot of money yeah. All right. Thanks. Who who does appoint the members to the election commission? Is that the county mayor's job? No. Uh, Democratic Party uh, has a say in it, and representatives have a say in it. You know, uh, and it's three to two Republicans because of the majority Republicans yeah, in Murray County. Majority Republicans. Yeah. Right. When you and I were growing up, Ron, it was three Democrats and two Republicans. But the they were different Democrats. What's that? They were different Democrats. <laughs> well, they're like rhinos today. Things have changed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but that's that is a wonderful thing for Murray County and Mr. York. Thank you for your service. The uh, yeah, appreciate it, Del. Don't be a challenging job. I don't think so. The the thing is in Murray County, you know, not only are, are our five commissioners uh, stand up people. You know the the county is uh, still of such a mind that that I think the vast majority of the population here will be supportive of you know honest elections, and so uh, you're not going to have the difficulty maybe um, other commissions have around the country where there's pressure being put on them to do some things they shouldn't do, and that's been my point. <coughs> You know, I have absolute confidence in all five members of Murray County's Election Commission. Uh, there's just absolutely no need to worry that anything nefarious is going to happen on their watch. But if you get to these places where we've had, uh, you know, strange numbers that don't make sense, uh, like um, Philadelphia, Atlanta, uh 
Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, Mar- what is it, Maricopa County out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Detroit. Uh, it, it's obvious that the election commissions there are corrupt. And, Mr. York, you've even, I mean, knowing what the power of an election commissioner is or commission, I mean, I've heard you say on this show that a corrupt election commission is no good and can cause a lot of bad things. Yeah, well, it, it, it stops the real vote of the people having to have their say. And the, uh, the utmost responsibility is having integrity in voting, having easy access to voting, and not trying to create barriers to allowing a person to cast their vote. And, you know, under no circumstances are you to violate the law. So the state of Tennessee, whether it's Democrat or Republican legislatures, they put down the law, and the election commission has to follow the law. There you go. And I know, Mr. York, you want to expand opportunities to vote. And um, I know that when you're uh, when you're doing that as an election commissioner, that it will be uh, a, a sound and honest process. Uh, however, I think when you get to Atlanta and Philadelphia and the Detroit and those other places, uh, expanding opportunities to vote has a whole different meaning. And, yeah, I think what happens is, the, on the broader sense, they realize these are swing states. Uh, Pennsylvania is a swing state, so Philadelphia becomes a bastion of potential fraud and cheating. Atlanta has become a swing state, obviously purple and maybe blue. And now Atlanta's the you know, <clears throat> epicenter of fraud there, and the same thing in Arizona. So really, uh, Ohio, you know, Pennsylvania now georgia some degree uh, i think Cal- uh, florida's okay now but then the arizona nevada th- those have become the focal points for activists who want to go in and try to influence election commissions because those those are the the things that tilt one way or the other every election it seems the only thing i can say is that all those states that you all are talking about uh there were a minor number of fraud uh if you want to call it fraud or people that voted twice and that didn't amount to changing anything in the numbers of people that voted. So, you know, no evidence tells me that it didn't happen. And and I, you know, Delk, you're a lawyer, and you know you got to have evidence to convict somebody. And if they didn't find any evidence, you know, you can say all you want to. There's fraud, there's well, fraud, there's that's, fraud. That's where but the Democrats and no you evidence. are wrong, Mr. York. They are, all, they are awful slick then, Delk, if they can get by all the people that's supposed that's to be looking at That's where you and fraud. the Democrats are just <clears throat> flat wrong. <clears throat> to have evidence and even overwhelming conclusive evidence of fraud does <clears throat> not mean a criminal case exists where somebody could be convicted. For instance, in Philadelphia, you've got 200,000 more people who ballots that were counted than people who actually voted. And, yeah. And that, looking at 2,000 mules too much, Dale. That is conclusive evidence of fraud. Is it a criminal case against anybody? Does it show you the manner and means by which those 200,000 ballot votes got cast? Does it show who cast them? Does it show who caused those votes to be cast? No. Those things have never been found out, so there's no criminal case. But that but is Del- conclusive is- evidence of fraud. It's funny how they couldn't find anybody that committed fraud in Philadelphia and other states, but they did in Memphis. They found one person that had a felony, and they incarcerated her. 
Miss York, again, After she had documentation. You, you are trying she, to propagate the fake news upon the American public that it no, takes. I'm trying to tell you the truth that and you've actually got, a, got to prove fraud. You've actually got to have somebody, you know, coming up there in their dead grandmother's name and casting a ballot. That is not what it takes to prove. It is a proof of fraud, but that is not what it takes to prove that fraud occurred. And and like I said, if you got two hundred thousand more ballots counted than people who actually voted, that is absolute conclusive evidence of fraud. Now, do you know how? And this is not just one person coming up. You know, I mean, two hundred thousand ballots—that's truckloads of ballots. And so somehow they got into the system and got counted. Now, do we know how they got in the system? No. Do we know who might have been responsible? No. But we know there was fraud. I didn't hear that about the midterms. It's awful quiet. Well, you know, there's... The only person uh, saying there was fraud is old Kerry Lake over in Arizona. You know, it's sort of like the old George Wallace joke, you know. uh, It's sort of like, and nobody understands this one anymore. It's sort of like your daughter is good in it and there's bad in it. It's sort of like your daughter coming in home at three o'clock in the morning with a Gideon's Bible under her arm. The uh and you gotta be as old as we are, Mr. York, to understand that one. But um Bibles out in school as, back in my day. Good, good news and bad news, like your daughter coming home at three AM with a Gideon's Bible under her arm, you know. <laughs> Hotels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw George Wallace uh saying said you you probably got to be over. I do think the. I mean, obviously, we need to find out what happened, but I think Republicans well need to move beyond this fraud narrative all the time. I think you have two years. Trump's had two years to prove something, and Dominion voting machines was was not apparently not the case. Uh, I trust that they got money going after this, but it, you know, if they didn't prove it in two years, you know, on a large scale, the closest thing is two thousand mules, which I think is a real possibility that there's a lot of ballots that are harvested. By NGOs that are that are uh, sent in. I mean, they show people putting these ballots in boxes with gloves on, and and they geolocated them. There's something to that. I think they would they need to pursue that that piece of it. Stacey Abrams certainly went away really quick. She was kind of leading that in Georgia. So there's there's ways to do these type of things. But I, I don't you know I think the narrative that everything's stolen from you. The Republicans need to move on, focus on you know being a little bit milder on abortion, getting their message together on abortion and other issues that, that affect American people. Not winning big in this last election all came down to their strong stance on abortion, which I think is a mistake. All right, let's take a break and come back. Those NGOs bring up some interesting things, too, because these charitable organization folks have become the operating arm uh, of the of the Democratic Party, uh, and uh, they, they're they the ones down on the border right now, for instance, you know, as these thousands stream across the river. They're giving them blankets, food, transportation. Uh, cell phone. Cell phone, yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and make zero payments for 12 months. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Crimson and white jerseys. Front court to the rack and the plunge. The sound of a buzzer beater. Got it to go as the buzzer sounds. The roll tide chant from the crowd. Three. Got it. And he's fouled. It can only be Alabama basketball. Join the Alabama Crimson Tide right here. On your home for Alabama basketball. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Julie Beck in Columbia, Tennessee. Join us for Center of Hope's annual New Year's Eve mule drop in historic downtown Columbia. Raise a toast to the new year with great music, fireworks, and confetti cannons full of wishes for the best new year ever. This event is free to the public. VIP tickets with proceeds to the Center of Hope are two for $130 or one for $70 and include party favors, finger foods, and two drink tickets in the Magnolia Room over Southern Tray Restaurants. Listen to the broadcast and join the party at the Magnolia Room or go out to watch the live events on the square. To get VIP tickets, go to TicketTaylor.com. The Center of Hope helps victims of domestic violence, rape, and stalking. Special thanks to our sponsors for making this possible. Baxter Family Management, Family Advantage Credit Union, Experience Murray, and more.
right, we are back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. A few minutes ago, you heard from uh, the ad break. You heard from my nephew, Connor Mims. He is a very hardworking, honest young man. Loves doing Porsches and decks. If you've uh, got a Porsche deck you want to repair, do you want to design and build one, uh, Connor Mims is your man. So that's, uh, that's where you need to go. Just Google it up. Dude number two. Clayton Harris, how are you doing? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Delk. How's everybody? Hope you warm up, stay warm. Uh, I got a quick question to ask Ron before you get started, too. Well, let me just yes, uh, let me just say good morning, Ron, and uh, Mr. Morning. Mr. York, fire away. Ron, I just got a, a, a note on the AP that Wells Fargo Bank was fined $3.7 billion for illegal fees and interest on auto loans, for incorrect applied draft fees on savings and checking accounts for its consumers. The con- uh, 16 million consumers have been built, and government regulators found out about it. Is that not a good use of government No, no, no. Uh, government regulators are already regulated. They should, have, they should have never happened. How did it happen if they're regulating them? Well, they warned them. They and, closed and, the barn door when the horses out. What? They, they, they were set... You they might. I don't know if you, you probably didn't do this at Goldman Sachs. They set up illegal accounts. The salespeople set up illegal accounts and stuff like that. Also, and they paid the price for it, right? So, then, and, and tell you what happens is they'll get sued. Listen, they'll get sued. There'll be some plaintiff, uh, Democrat plaintiff firm. They'll sue them. We get three point seven. The firm will take half of it. They'll send a bunch of consumers twelve dollar checks after they so, fill out. So the sixteen million people that were okay. customers of Wells Fargo should they get their money back? Get their money back. They're, yeah, they'll get. From, they'll get the, so let's, let's do the math here real quick. Three point seven billion, right? They're turning they to get a two, third. Two option. million is going to go back to consumers. Two million and one point seven billion dollars. Billion, billion divided by two billion divided by sixteen million consumers. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's twelve dollars. They're probably getting twelve fifteen dollars a piece, I and mean, it'll be probably nothing. After well, at least it won't be on paperwork. Wells Fargo's bottom line, will it? Yeah, they'll take a hit. I mean, they'll take they'll a take loss. A yeah. They should, and they should pay the price for doing that, hurting the consumers. Well, thanks to government regulators, they look at government it. Reg- they would have done it in the beginning. It's almost like saying, you know, someone escapes prison, and, and thanks to the prison guards, they caught them. They should never escape prison. Or if you're regulating them, why are they allowed to go on that long? Why don't you do something That's- about it beforehand? <laughs> well, you know how government works, slowly but deliberately. Yeah, this, this came in after the fact, and it probably got, got, got initiated slowly by Slowly but deliberately. But but thanks to government, they're going to help out. Twelve dollars is twelve dollars for the government. sixteen million people. <laughs> yeah, thanks go. to government. I thanks won't. to government, it happened. So much for social responsibility of, of treating your customers fairly for Wells Fargo, huh? Well, they should go down, and, and then Bank of America goes up. I don't know. This your, that's why you have competition. <laughs> that's all. I just wanted. To, I just had that. Thanks just had to class. I'll say you can thank government for. For basically, a you know, being asleep at the switch and this happening, and then eventually suing them with their Democrat buddies in the in the in the in the plaintiff bar, they take a third of that a billion dollars. Somebody, some plaintiff lawyer, probably in New York or New Jersey or somewhere, made this case. And they go like Camp Lejeune, they go on on TV, try to get as many victims as they can, make them fill out a long paperwork thing, and send them fifteen or eighteen dollars. Yeah, they, they might have been asleep at the switch, but they woke up, Ron. So thanks to being woke. 
Wait, what? All right. Okay. Well, Ron, the latest, <laughs> the latest column I've got from you is on uh, the Brittany Griner trade. Uh, and uh, let's see, you put in there, uh, let's see, <laughs> while uh, Griner, a black leftist, lesbian, a celebrity who hated this country, was everything that the left loved and left Wayland behind, who is the uh, military officer who's still in jail Green. over there. Griner, and Ron writes, Griner was tortured into her confession when KBG officers played our national anthem, anthem three times in a row, and then she broke. <laughs> um, yeah, here's a woman hated America, Mr. York. You know, and now she's back. What should she do now? She's not a woman hater. She just has a right to do what she protests. Not a woman hater. Just a woman like, who hates America. Not well, a woman she, hater. she has she a right to protest just like you and I do. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Besides that, Whalen Whalen is an American person. He's a citizen. He was not an honorable discharged Marine. Let's make sure people understand that. I think he ought to be brought back to this country. I'm not holding that against him, but he was not a decorated. I heard some news media say he was a decorated Marine. He was discharged for larceny, and that's a dishonorable discharge. But I think he ought to be brought back to this country. He's an American, and he ought Andy to be Chelsea Manning all the other all the Obama. other hundred the all the other hundred Americans that are held by foreign governments ought to be brought back to this country. Bergdahl, Chelsea Manning, all dishonorable military people that that Biden and Obama brought back. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying not bring him back. I'm saying I'm for bringing him back. He's an American citizen. Bring him back. I, I think you don't think there's anything to the policy of not negotiating with with, with terrorists and hostage takers because you set that tone. They're going to start taking Americans all over the world. We start to neg- negotiate with them again. We have a firm policy. We don't negotiate. Then they'll stop taking them. Well, if it was your son or your your relative, you would want them back in this country. And I take the same position. Would. I want whatever negotiations take place. You think beyond your nose. You got to think yeah, beyond I, that. You got to think I, I want whatever negotiation. has always been that we don't negotiate with terrorists, and if they take some of our people, we don't negotiate with it. Now we've broken that down. We just put a bounty on every American who travels overseas head. I just think Americans ought to be cautious about what countries they try to visit, you know? It's Especially like now. this dude got no protection. in the Amazon that visited this tribe that had never seen modern humans and they cooked him and ate him. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's uh, that will deter tourism. Um, really will. You know that's the, uh, also not, Brittany Griner. They, they they got in a witness protection program. Dealt. It's called the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brittany. I'm glad she's back, and I hope they can get Whalen back. And we need to do whatever negotiation we can to get all Americans back on the soil in which they were born on. Yeah, yeah. We got got Hunter Biden back from Ukraine. That was good. Sam, (laughs) Sam, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, My son Sam has been, uh, he's he's had already, and is looking for another one, uh, a foreign uh, shepherd to come in and help with his sheep on a H one V one visa that they can they can get a visa to bring in a, a shepherd. And he had a fellow from Peru. Uh this time I think he's gonna uh he's uh talking to a South African and this would be a uh Elon Musk type white boar South African to come in and help with his sheep. But uh, somehow in the discussion Maasai warriors came up who live out on the Great Plains of Africa, 
and are known as uh, very fierce warriors but among other things so they you know they paint themselves up they're holding their sphere and they are trained it's just their custom they sleep on standing on one foot they they cross one leg over the knee and sleep standing up on one foot uh holding that spear and i just uh, the humor of how that might uh, if a Maasai warrior is standing on the side of the road out at Hampshire, uh, how that might play out. Uh, it would, it, yeah, if, if people knew about the culture, it wouldn't make a difference. If they were ignorant to the culture, they would be in arms, probably. I would, I would think that it would cause a stir. Um but but you know maybe maybe Sam need to ask Melania how she got her visa to get get the dog over you know I don't know you got me uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah I'm looking at the Genesis Times or Genesius Times it says uh, they build themselves as the most reliable source of fake news on the planet uh, here's the headline United States military to stop fighting all wars to combat climate change probably true like, that'd be good yeah Elon musk steps down as twitter ceo announces a new ceo el musco <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know he did a survey about whether he should stay on as ceo and overwhelmingly people said no get out yeah, go somewhere I, I saw go fly that. your plane go on the river go somewhere greta thunberg's whoops wait a minute come on machine Greta Thunberg's global warming conference canceled due to subarctic freezing temperatures. <laughs> there we go. And last but not least, ah, no, wait a minute, my phone's messing up. I don't know. Is, what are you going to write about this week, Ron? Is it phone or cockpit trouble? Year-end stuff about, you know, look back at the year a little bit, talk a little bit about the politics in washington dc around christmas these bureaucrats in washington dc a lot like christmas lights they're kind of frustratingly intertwined not very bright and half of them don't work (laughs) (laughs) mr mr york's uh, beloved government yeah it's government to keep people like you in control ron yeah i'd really need that (laughs) the uh I, and I think you missed this show. Miss York was explaining to us a week or so ago how the national anthem is racist. Well, how is it? If you go to the third stanza, you might understand it. What, what does it say? I, well, I can't remember. It basically. Nobody, well, you know it's racist. That's good. You can't remember, yeah, it, but you know it, it's racist. It, that's that's it where upholds, we're in right now. It upholds the slavery because Britain was trying to get rid of slavery and they felt if Britain won they would take all the slaves so that Star Spangled Bannock supports having yeah, slaves yeah Britain had slavery they got rid of it a little bit earlier than uh, Miss York I got a question for you do you do you do you wish that Britain had won the war of 1812 no 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 well I, oh. you know I didn't have any say back in that day anyway. well but, neither did we but did I, I. I think they had you know there were some good attributes of Britain when they they abolished slavery earlier than this country and this country is just getting started and it started they got started earlier than you know? we did too they kind of yeah. got at it early right, and, and Ron I read the third stanza of what it says uh, and this 
you know, I, Mr. York and I often have disagreements because he seems to be able to find a racism under every rock. Uh, I understand he grew up in segregated schools and all that kind of thing. So it's 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 difficult to. I mean, that's that's going to be your lens throughout your life. But uh, the um, what the what the Francis Scott Key is the, his phrase is that America protects uh, even its hirelings and slaves. It's not any. Re- any it's not a criticism of slavery it's not an endorsement of slavery he's just saying that america protects its least which at that time quality thing at the time right 1812 and he did he didn't say america protects its white hirelings and not its slaves he, oh, not slaves. Is it, is it not slaves? No, that's what he said is America protects its hirelings and slaves. And, either and way, slaves. And okay. slaves. In other words, America protects its least. And, In 1812, you know, Mr. York, you wouldn't want that type of protection from a song? From a song? I wouldn't <laughs> want to be silly about it. I, I wouldn't want to be a slave, period, Ron. Well, you, can, you can take everything, mate. You, you, can't, you, you can't sort laundry without thinking it's racist. I can, you know, if 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 you if you if us here whites in this right, well, how do you do that? That's just racist to me. How people do you even do that? Well, you know, I I I wash my laundry you like I need your laundry. To. I mean, it seems to me like sometimes you have to because the dye runs on to the other. You know, no, yeah, but I, I'm I mean, but what I'm saying is, if you take Mr. York's yeah. perspective, you know that then uh, the Mr. York might expect or believe that at that time. Uh, you know, America protected its white hirelings, but did nothing to protect its slaves. At least Francis Scott Key was saying at that point that uh, slaves are equally protected in America as well as poor whites. And, uh, you know, that's a whole different time from where we are now, but that's what he was trying to say. Yeah, there's not a, country, there's not a major developed country. But that wasn't in the world, even true, though. That, had that wasn't even true, Del, because in 1641. They came up with the term white to make sure there was a superiority lever against other people that were in slavery and indigenous folk. I think that's just darn crazy, but I don't know what you're talking and about. We, we got to go. To do with that. But so tomorrow. Up on that today's crazy. Tomorrow, Brother Dimitri.